I can see you, and you, but you're not so close that you have a crick in your neck tonight, huh? Uh, 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 uh. All right, are we ready? Okay, guys. Going to watch me? Huh? Turn around. Scoot around here, yeah. yeah. That's good right there. That's good right there. Okay. So how are you doing today? Did you Did you have a lot of fun today? Who went swimming? Is that why there's a strong smell of chlorine up here? Hmm? Is that why? No, no. And but some some of you go archering today. Yeah, yeah. Anybody stick any arrows in anything other than the target? Other than the target? No, in the target. Not in any of your friends or anything like that. No. I was going to come up and, and let you shoot an apple off my head, but then I changed my mind. Well, let me see. Anybody do soccer today? I did. Oh, okay. So, okay, good. So, you played basketball? You? Whoa. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, we'll take his word for it even if he's making it up, okay? All right. Tonight, shh, okay, let's be careful. Let's get quiet. Tonight we're going to talk about two things that we have to grow up in as we grow up in Christ. One is worship and one is service. Can you say that? Worship and service. Service. Worship and service. Worship and service. Okay, got it? Simple outline. Worship. What does it mean to worship? Go ahead. To glorify God, to go to church. What did you say? Oh, okay, all right. Were you consulting each other? Yeah. Sing praises to God. That's good. To read the Bible, right? What about you? Yeah. To pray to God. Well, to love Him, sure, yeah. And really, everything that we do should be worship. Paul says that we should present our bodies like living sacrifices so that everything that we do, we're offering up in praise to God. Singing to God. But you know what nobody mentioned? It makes me feel really bad. What did you miss? Preaching, yes. Listening attentively to sermons by Pastor Wagner and other pastors. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are the things that we do when we worship. Now, I want to tell you a story. Okay? Long time ago. What, what, what else did you want to say? Or did you have with your hands? Sometimes your hands get stuck in the up position. You know, you have to just pull them back down like that. What were you going to say? Listening to the pastor preach. Good. You can stay. All right. A long, 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 long time ago, when the Lord Jesus was on the earth, and after he had spent several years going around preaching and teaching and healing people and taking care of different things, it was time for his ministry to come to its climax in Jerusalem. 
climax, the high point, the big finish. Okay. Yeah, when he died on the cross. But I'm going to talk about something that happened before that. And I know you guys are going to know once I tell you the story. But I want you to let me tell it anyway, okay? Because I'm the preacher. All right. Even though you already know it. Jesus went to Jerusalem and he gave instructions to his disciples to go into this little town and get him a donkey. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. To get him a donkey so that he could ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. Yes, sir? No, the donkey's name was not Eeyore. That's a different donkey. <laughs> At least I don't think his name was Eeyore, yes? <clears throat> Shh. Oh, quiet. What? It was a baby donkey, yeah. A young donkey. So he... Yeah, but really, you know, the donkey isn't the point of the story I'm trying to tell here. So let's, let's keep moving forward, yes? No, they didn't steal it, although, well, no, they didn't steal it. That really is a story for another day, though, okay? He just told the, his disciples to tell the men that the Lord needed the donkey. And they said, okay, the Lord needs it, the Lord needs it. And they let him go. All right, so they ride, Jesus rides into Jerusalem, and you know what happened as he rode along. Ladies, over here, you're going to watch me. You know how to do this, you know. Okay, he rides to Jerusalem, and the people came out to welcome him. Remember? And there were men and women and boys and girls, and they cut palm branches, and they were waving them and laying them on the ground, and some people even threw their robes and their coats on the ground so that he could ride on those into Jerusalem. And they were celebrating because they believed that Jesus was the Messiah, the son of David. So anybody know what they said? What was that funny word that we're so familiar with because we say it a lot? What did he say? Hosanna, which means what? Do you know? Eeyore. No, not Eeyore. Okay, that was real funny the first time, but not anymore. They said, Hosanna, blessed... Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. And so they were celebrating and they were rejoicing. And then, Matthew tells us in Matthew 21, that Jesus went into the temple and he threw all of the people out of the temple that were doing the wrong things in the temple. And then there were more Hosannas and it was particularly little children like you guys, that were saying, Hosanna. So let's try that. Hosanna! 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 You don't, you, you don't, you don't sound like you really mean it. Come on. Hosanna! 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 Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. Pretty good. Now, you know what? The Pharisees were very upset when all the children were saying that. And so they said, tell these kids to be quiet. They told Jesus, tell them all to just stop. (laughs) 
But Jesus said, no, I can't stop them. Because the Scripture says, and then he quoted from Psalm 8. He said, the Scripture says that out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, God has ordained perfect praise. Jesus said, this has to happen because it's in the Bible. God promised it. Now, the reason I mention this story is, that means of all of the people that praised Jesus that day as he rode into Jerusalem on the donkey, and there were big people and little people, God draws special attention to the praise of the children and the fact that that fulfilled the word of the psalmist. Yes, sir? It's just like worshiping. Exactly so. And so, the point is that even though we're small, God loves our worship. He loves to hear us pray. He loves to hear us sing songs of praise. He loves it when you even try to listen to a sermon that you don't understand very well. All of those things. But, you know, when we're little, we think that worship is for big people, right? I mean, after all, the hymnals are so heavy. It's hard to hold them, right? So somebody has to help you hold them. And everything's so high up. And, and then, you know, and then the pastor stands way, way up there in the pulpit. And you look up at him. And, and it, it all takes so long. I mean, it just seems like it's awful hard to worship when you're little because it's not very easy for us. And so some of us lose interest and we just think... Oh, well, and so you start playing around, like those guys over there, playing around. Yeah, just playing around, see? Ah, okay. And pretty soon, if I don't stop you guys playing around, what happens? Nothing. Because the distraction spreads like the wave, and then pretty soon nobody's listening. So I'm saying all of this, to tell you, now I have a responsibility as a pastor, and your pastors have a responsibility to make sure that you guys are not left out of. Yes? Yeah, you have to listen now, that's right. And are you? Are you listening now? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, good. So, pastors like me have a responsibility to make sure that we include you little guys and girls in worship. Now, we can't always do that in exactly the same way. We can't always have you come down in the middle of church and sit in the front, although I don't think there's anything completely wrong with that, even in church. In our church, on Sunday evenings, I try to preach mainly to the children, but we don't always sit down front like that. But we need to remember, pastors need to remember that there are little people in the congregation and try to give them things that they can know and understand. And you know, you guys aren't stupid. And when you listen, you learn very quickly and you learn a lot. And then, of course, there's a whole matter of learning how to sing. Do you like to sing? All of you like to sing? Okay. Okay, okay, all right. A simple yes will do. Yes. What song do you like best? What, what song from church do you like best? Holy, holy. Holy, holy? Yeah, that's a very good one. Which one do you like? Away in a manger. Which one do you like most? Psalm 104. Okay. 
This is my father's world. Yes, that's a very good one. What about you? Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. What about you? A mighty fortress. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah? Jesus loves me. That's one that lots of us learn. Yes? You Didn't I already ask you? Oh, you were thinking about it. Okay, hang on just a second. Ladies first. Hmm? Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, that's a very nice one. Yes? It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Well, see, you guys know an awful lot of hymns already. Okay, well, I can't ask anybody any more favorites right now, but I'm very happy to know that you have lots of songs. So that means that you already... No, I was overlooking you. Yeah, okay, which one do you like best? Hallelujah. Okay, so we sing. How about praying? Do you guys pray to God? Yeah! When? All right. Hey, hey, hey. When do you pray to God? At nighttime? And in the morning? And when you have family worship? When you when you have devotion? Okay. Don't everybody talk at once. Okay. Let's try and get real quiet again now. Real quiet so we can listen. Yes? Oh, that's very good. That's good. And that's at home. Do you guys pray in your Sunday school classes? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. And let me ask you this. This is an important question. Does God answer your prayers? Yes! Even... Even though you're very small? Yeah. No, that's good. All right, that's good, that's good. Well, as you grow up in church, and especially after you begin to learn to read, then all kinds of things open up to you because when the Bible is read in church, you can open your Bibles too and read. When songs are sung, even if you don't already know them and you haven't already made them your favorite, you can learn more, you can participate more and more, and you can start asking questions. Yes? In reading the Bible? You went all the way through Genesis, and you're almost to Exodus? So you're still at the end of Genesis? Wow, and that you're doing that on your own? Cool. Yes? Okay, let me ask you about your song now. What's your song? Is what? Hey, sit still. A little louder. Oh, how love I thy law. That's a very good one too. Good. So, God loves your worship now when you're young, but He's going to help you grow and learn more and more. And I hope... As you get older, you will love worshiping even more with every passing year. So that when you get old like me, Sunday will be your favorite day and going to church to worship God will be your favorite time. Yes? Sunday's already your favorite day. That's great. That's wonderful. Right. Okay. So, one of the things that we grow in is worship. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you for a few minutes about is service. Oh, you were going to tell me again in case I forgot. Ow, don't hurt yourself. You got your Band-Aid off. That must sting. 
doesn't it? Service. Now, here's the problem about service. When you're young, most of the time you get served. Yes? Oh, thank you. You can stay too. You said I'm not old? I don't look old? Hmm. Well, that's good. I'm feeling younger all the time. Just, just hanging around with you guys makes me feel young. Okay, service. Service is doing for other people because we love God and because God loves other people. Yes? Yes, you're all young, right? I've got that figured out. What did you want to say? Away in the manger. Good, good. Okay. But now we're talking about service. Okay? Now, here's the problem with service. When we're young, everybody does everything for us. Moms and dads spend so many hours making sure that you have food and making sure you have clothes and making sure you have a bed to sleep on, and making sure that everything is just right. And even up here, while I've been watching you, your parents, those of you that, uh, that have younger children, you know, they don't get to rest very much, they don't get to relax very much, because they have to take care of you. Because if they just said, okay, you guys, I'll see you in a week, I'm going to have a lot of fun here with my friends, and I hope everything will be all right, pretty soon you'd be hungry, and you'd be sweaty and smelly. And Are you on this topic, or are, you, are we going back to something else? What do you want to say now? Okay, good. <laughs> That's all right. What? Parents are very nice, actually, because they do all these things. Right. Oh, you remember? Okay. Oh, you kind of remember. Right, we need, yeah, we think we need more. And so we're all interested in being served. But Jesus said that it's better to give than to receive, yes? Hmm? I don't understand what you're saying. Oh. Oh, oh, so you got to do the serving, eh? Okay, well, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I like my wife to fix stuff for me to eat, too. So, I mean, you don't grow out of this. But what's the problem is, if all we ever think about is what are people going to do for us, then by the time you get to be grown up, that attitude is going to poison your whole life as a Christian, and it's going to poison your relationship to the church. Because you're going to think, if the church doesn't do something for me, if I don't enjoy a meeting, or if somebody doesn't watch out for what I need, then church is a terrible waste of time, and I'm not going to go anymore. And you know, <clears throat> I've heard people say that. They don't go to church anymore, and then they say, I just don't get anything out of church. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't enjoy it, and so they leave. And the reason that happens is because they never made the change from being a child where everybody does things for you to being a grown-up lover of God where you start thinking about what you can do for God and for other people. 
Now, Jesus says we have to have that attitude because that was his own attitude. He said, the Son of Man did not come into the world to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for others. When you think about the cross, we talked about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Why did he do that? Because He loved us and because He was giving Himself up for us. As a matter of fact, one of the names that the Bible uses for Jesus is the servant of the Lord. Jesus served us because He was the servant of the Lord. And He wants us all to live that way as well. So I want you guys to get a jump on it. And I want you to start thinking, even when you're young, how can I serve others instead of waiting for others to serve me. And you can do that in your own families. You can start looking at your brothers and sisters and seeing what they need. And if your parents leave you for a week, then you can feed them. You can serve them, right? Right. And, uh, you know, if you, if you think, oh, I've got to take my clothes off because it's time to take a bath, you could drop them all on the floor and say, well, Mom will pick them up. Or you could say, no, I'm going to serve Mom this time by picking up those clothes myself and putting them in the laundry basket. And then just wait to catch her when she falls over because she'll faint dead away if you do that, you know. So, And other things, as you grow up, there'll be many, many ways that you can serve in your family, but you can also serve in the church. And I want you all to think now about the day when you're going to start volunteering to be a Sunday school teacher. Now, that won't happen, let's say, until you're in high school. But somewhere along the line, when you get into high school, you should start saying, I want to be a helper in Sunday school, first of all, and then I want to teach others who are younger. Instead of just saying, oh, no, I'm just going to go to Sunday school and let other people teach me and take care of me and do all the things for me. Let's think about serving, because that's one of the ways we grow up in Jesus. Yes? Well, working at Carl's Jr. is fine, but you probably will do it for money, right? Yeah. I'm talking about serving for free by helping people. Ho, ho. Yes? Okay, good. All right. Well, I think we have to wrap this one up because it's unraveling on me. Yes? Okay, so... Two things then. If we're growing up in Jesus, the one who loved us and gave himself for us, then we want to grow up in worship, but we recognize that he loves our worship even from the earliest days when we're little children, and we want to grow into service. Because the church falls apart pretty fast if it's not full of servants. And it's important that every new generation that grows up turns into a generation of servants and more servants and more servants. Because the older people, like me, even though I'm not old, eventually their service is going to end. And they're going to need to be served by you. See, so that's the way it works. And then when you get older and your service begins to end, then your children and grandchildren will come up and they'll be the new servants. That's the way it works. Because the church is one generation of servants after another generation after another. Okay, let's pray, and then we'll be finished. Yes, Eeyore? Oh, no, you're not Eeyore, yes.
Oh, do they? Okay, well. All right, let's pray. We're going to get quiet. Close your eyes. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful that you want our worship and you take pleasure in our worship, even though we would think that we are so small and insignificant that our worship wouldn't really be all that important to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And yet we thank you that on that day, amidst all of the people who were shouting Hosanna to the Son of David, it was the little ones that you drew attention to. And I pray that these little ones here would grow in their enjoyment of and their um, fruitfulness in worship. And I pray also that you would make each one of them servants and help their parents as they try, in the midst of doing so much for them, to instill in them a heart's desire to serve and to give themselves up for others, even as the Son of Man gave himself up for us. Lord, we know as we grow in these things, then the church will be strong and healthy, and it will continue, and it will spread. And we know, Lord, that that will give you great joy and pleasure. Thank you for helping us to think about these things. And we pray that you'll receive our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Is there a